hour. Always fun to uh, see what J-Mo has to say uh, that 2 o'clock hour. Then the hour of power, 3 o'clock, comes. Uh, John and I will be doing kind of a tandem-type deal tomorrow. He mentioned it at the Baylor Club. This is in anticipation of this last call event, really cool event going on out at the Baylor Club where members can uh, bring friends and colleagues who are interested in a membership. There's going to be a street fair-themed event at the Baylor Club. Stroll through the evening with a lineup of talent and entertainment. Whoa, man, Aaron, this sounds like Aaron Sexton, by the way, you've heard him if you listen to 2 to 3. Um, Aaron Sexton, always with us. Aaron, does this sound like something you could uh, be a part of? If I could sneak you over into the – now, can't have you showing up in, like, cut-off jeans or, or like a muscle shirt over there, Aaron. We're going to have to if, – if you decide to show up at the Baylor Club, um, there is a dress code over there. Would you – can you clean up for this? I could, but unfortunately I will be working during oh, that no. time yeah just just come on I, i'll cover for you and i'll <laughs> let you go over there um basically if you bring it's complimentary if you bring a, a non-member or guest to max for that so members this is your opportunity to maybe get some other people interested in that beautiful baylor club which has a gorgeous view of mclean stadium um all sorts of uh, uh great drink specials food Really, some cool options out there. So, um, this is a uh, this is a fun opportunity, and um, uh, there are some ways you can do it. And uh, by the way, if you want to, if you got questions or you want to RSVP for this, uh, contact uh, John Mackerel. That's two five four seven one zero eight zero eight zero two five four seven one zero eight zero eight zero so i'm excited about this john in fact john's going to do his show live tomorrow at two o'clock from the baylor club and then i'll be just jumping right on after he's finished at three o'clock so uh j mo and mosley the two baylor graduates on the station uh going from two to four all right and, and tacker's a baylor grad as well but tacker's He's not always on the air. Tacker's uh, out selling and doing all those kinds of things. Tacker, a huge ally. All right, uh, there's a lot to get to today. Uh, Aaron, hope you had an exciting weekend, an eventful weekend. Um, I hope you turned up the sound. You weren't worried about you know, the apartment complex or wherever it is you live because you're always worried about the people <laughs> downstairs. But I hope you turned it up and watched, by the way. As the Olympics was ending, Brittany Griner and the women went and got a gold medal for us. And then, by golly, after we had Clyde Hart on to solve the, all the issues of the relay, and I know the, the baton's not as difficult to pass in a 4 by 4 100 but um, our men went out and at least won the gold after really a bad, bad performance by our, our U.S. men in the uh, sprints. They went out and they won the four by four hundred. Aaron, say a kind word about the uh, about the men getting the gold medal in the four by four. Yeah, it was nice to see. Uh, you mentioned uh, we had talked about that I hadn't watched much Olympics, and when I did, <laughs> a few times with the sound down because I was watching replays late, or actually watching them live sometimes because of the time difference. But I yeah, watched yeah. 
almost everything yesterday. Women's basketball, women's volleyball, uh, the uh, f- women's 4x400. Four Good. Um, it was a, a great, great day for the United States Olympic team. Way to go. Way to go, U.S. Aaron had his Team USA jersey on. He was all flagged up there. Aaron, and uh, it was good to hear some of those medal ceremonies and all that kind of stuff. Um, did you happen to see, <clears throat> you brought up the equestrian. Did you see who won a gold medal? Did you see what her last name was? I think her first name is Jessica. Her last name is Springsteen. Yes, it was the boss's daughter. Bruce Springsteen's daughter won. Now, I, I, it wasn't a gold. I think it was silver, actually. But that's still great. They won the silver. And I don't know, it was uh, she and two other folks. It was a guy, it was a man and a woman. And then Jessica Springsteen, <clears throat> the, Bruce Springsteen's daughter. How cool is that? And, of course, that uh, spawned all sorts of uh, headlines, Aaron, you know, glory days and all that kind of stuff. So whatever your favorite <laughs> yeah, Springsteen yeah, headline writers, or song. Yes. Not, not exactly the... The most original, but I can see why yeah. you would go there real quickly. Okay, and then I want to let everybody know, we, we tried to have him on the other day, and I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. I, I didn't uh, – sometimes Coach Tang and I get our signals crossed, but it's my, it's my bad. So Jerome Tang will be on with us at 340, God willing, today. And it's an exciting time to be talking about Baylor – athletics there's guys uh, getting some opportunities uh in the nba that we need to talk about and then he can't talk about this player specifically but this was a huge day for baylor over the weekend this news broke i guess it was yesterday and uh espn broke the news and in fact it was uh, a guy we've had on uh, before that uh biancardi paul biancardi uh does a good job covering recruiting and and uh preps basketball and all that kind of stuff um and he he does a great he does a really good job on all the scouting uh so aaron i want you to welcome to baylor now he's committed okay five-star guard keontae george that has such a great ring to it just keontae the george. whole sentence sounds so great yeah. he's going to join four-star guard dylan hunter in the Bears' 2022 class. Now, remember, 2021 class was like number three in the country. I mean, it was up there really high. This is this is a 6'4", 185-pounder out of iSchool Entrepreneurial Academy in Louisville, Texas. All right, the uh, number two. Aaron, why did you and I not get invited to go to an entrepreneurial academy? I would have loved one of those. Um Number two overall prospect in the 2022, according to two, uh, 247 Sports composite ranking, he averaged 23.2 points and 4.88 rebounds. Considered Kansas, Kentucky, Oklahoma State, and Texas. Now, one of his big-time teammates, it may be his AAU teammate, had recently committed to the University of Texas, a point guard, one of the top point guards in the land, and that point guard was reaching out, saying he was gonna he was gonna try to bring in Keontae George, but Keontae George has chosen the Bears. You know what I like about this? It it reinforces this idea of now I get it. Football? Am I worried about recruiting in football? Sure, sure. Are people saying, hey, we don't even know what conference y'all are gonna be in? You bet, you bet. 
But in basketball, we are the defending national champions of the country. All right? I mean, Gonzaga's in a horrible conference. Whatever, if we're able to keep this thing together, that's going to be a good conference. The eight schools that are left, we might bring some on if we get with the Pac-12, whatever. Baylor is going to continue to play great basketball. All right? And I love this. I think that's a great sign that this big-time player um, has has joined the Bears. Now, uh, I was just looking at this for comparison. If you were wondering what the impact of winning the national championship would be, this is it. George is the highest-rated recruit Baylor has ever signed. I think Isaiah Austin was, like, number four in the country. This guy, once some of these folks reclassify, and Aaron, you did a good job. You were kind of talking to me about that earlier. Once a couple of these guys in 2002 reclassify, this guy's going to move up and could be as high as number two in the country. Like um, like Jared Butler, um, George is a um, – uh, is a combo guard who can create off the bounce. All right, I'm reading some of this. I want to give credit here. C.J. Moore, college basketball writer for The Athletic. Um, he needs to keep working on his shooting, but he's a big guard who can get where he wants on the floor and should be able to play to those strengths out of Baylor's spacing. All right, all right. Now, again, I can't. Jerome Tang can't talk about this player specifically, but he can talk about how recruiting's going and all that kind of thing. Um, and this is uh, this is big. This is big. I'm looking at some of these stories uh, that, that have mentioned him, you know, in recent weeks. And man, this is a big time player, combo guard in that 2021 class that has uh, Jeremy Sochan who's played some foreign ball. I think he played that Polish national team, perhaps, in the juniors. Um, so, uh, and, and then um, the guy that came out of Kansas outside of Wichita, uh, Aaron, you remember who I'm talking about. That, that, that's a big-time player that, that, uh, that, that from Sunrise Christian that Baylor's brought in for that 2021 class. This 2022 class is now shaping up as something special. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun because Baylor has tra- has the transfer that's going to come in this year from Arizona. He looks nice. Del Bonner comes in, a D2 guy that was a big-time performer that Baylor thinks is going to step in and, and, and uh, contribute. And then they just – I mean, they keep getting guys named Dylan. they got some great players named Dylan that they've gone out and, and uh, been able to bring in. And, of course, Meyer coming back. Um Everyday John, Chamo Chachua coming back. Flagler will be back. And uh, it, it, the shooting, the front court, Flo Thamba is back. Um, lo, um, okay, who's the other? Uh, Love Day, okay, is another one that, that's back. I'm just thinking of this most recent draft class. We'll talk more to uh, Jerome Tang at 340. But uh, – you hear what I'm getting at, Aaron? I, I just think we've, we've gotten so into this, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Texas and OU have left. Wherever Baylor ends up, whether it's holding this thing together for as long as possible or whether it's aligning with the Pac-12 or whatever in the world they decide to do, there is no reason in the world they will not continue to have an incredible basketball program. 
Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, pit, it's ridiculous to think you go win a national title in basketball and then you just you just implode the conference. I realize Texas and OU have decided to go do whatever's best for them. Fine. Let them have it. But the Bears will land on their feet in basketball, I assure you. Yeah, and uh, you can see that by this latest commitment and – it's not Baylor, but Gonzaga, you know, the, their program has done amazing things in the last few years, and they actually got the number one recruit in the 2021 class, which just goes to show you that you don't, you know, that, um, and they're in the, what, uh, the, uh, I can't remember their conference, but. Western, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely WCC. not a, a it's a major West Coast one. type deal. Right. Yeah. No, the reason you don't know or can't think of it is because it's horrific. <laughs> I mean, it's like I think BYU might be in there, uh, University of San Francisco, the Dons, and and maybe some of those schools like maybe Santa Clara or something like that. There's nobody that pushes them. Loyola Marymount might be in there. Some teams that, you know, have been good in the past but uh, are, are not good right now. And Gonzaga, what they do is they load up on their, on their non-conference, and they have a really strong non-conference. If they can survive that and win all those games – um, then they're fine. And uh, we all saw what happened, though, when they went up against the Bears and everybody talked about, was it the greatest college team ever? And the Bears got sick of hearing that, and they went out and they laid a licking, just an absolute whipping on, Gonz- on Gonzaga. So big news, Baylor gets Keontae George, five-star guard. Um, and so I don't even know. You know, it's interesting um, – I don't think John is allowed to mention those things, Aaron. Like, John sometimes can't talk about, like, incoming recruits or something. I, I don't know. Maybe I have that wrong. But no, I, like, uh, I, I believe you're right. As a member okay. of, the, of the athletic department, he can't talk about it. Guess what? I am not a member of the athletic department, so I could talk about it like crazy. But uh, John and I are both excited. John, may he can't talk about it publicly, but he's doing backflips over Keontae George the five-star guard committing to the Bears. All right, um, fall camp uh, is in uh, is going, and uh, it's it started. And I was in town the other day. Uh, it was, was great to kind of get to listen and see some of the comments from Dave Aranda. Uh, I'm going to be stopping by as much as possible out there. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, they will continue to have practices and check in, and we'll be checking in out there will be well represented uh, in the media, but uh, interesting things. I wanted to weigh in on some of what Coach Aranda talked about on Friday. I wanted I want to sound off on the quarterback situation. And Aaron, we got a fun story that uh, you found, and it's a, it has to do with recruiting. Who is the most overperforming? Uh, uh, in terms of recruiting in the in the country right now, and who is underperforming when it comes to recruiting and what they're what they're producing? I'm going to look into this story and I'm going to share some of those details with you. And remember, we have Jerome Tang at 3:40 today, Baylor's associate head coach on a lot of different things. We'll talk to him coming up at 3:40. It's all coming up next. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. The heat and humidity sticks around through tonight with increasing clouds overnight and a low of 78. Clouds will begin to dissipate with the heat of the day tomorrow. Another heat advisory is in effect until 8 p.m. tomorrow night with highs in the upper 90s and heat index values in the lower 100s. Winds will remain pretty breezy out of the south between 15 to 20 miles per hour. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30, and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in recently on the john morris show and we said uh, spreading that culture of joy now onto the next level isn't that great to see oh it is great and uh, to hear their interviews and just how they conducted themselves and like your four guys no matter who you talk to they love one another uh, uh high character speak highly at baylor university so as a coach uh, you're just really proud when you hear people brag about your former players tune into the voice of the bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m here on espn central texas Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Both the men's and the women's basketball teams bring home the gold medal as the Olympics come to a close in Tokyo. Cowboys have the next couple of days off after a practice with the Rams on Saturday. They'll get back on the field Wednesday before a preseason game with the Cardinals on Friday. Bobby Bowden, the longtime Florida State football coach who ranks second all-time in Division I wins, has died, the school announced, on Sunday morning. He was 91. Houston Astros have lost two series in a row, dropping their series with the Twins over the weekend, 3-1. Astros have the day off before starting a series with the Rockies tomorrow night. Texas Rangers were swept by the A's over the weekend and have now lost six in a row. Rangers have the day off before they start a series in Seattle with the Mariners tomorrow night. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It is one of the hottest months of the year in Texas. Alan Samuels turning up the heat. And uh, remember that uh, lineup of Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Fiat's Ram Spotlight Days. Ram's the three-peat motor trend truck of the year, back-to-back-to-back. Ram Trucks, top safety pick for trucks named in 2021. Come check out the great-looking, always reliable, built a haul. It's just the truck that gives you everything you need. 2021 Ram Trucks, beautiful space out there for your uh, all your uh, service needs. Ted Teague, thank you for what you do out there. He's a good friend, and he does a great job out there. And 55,000 square feet of space, and uh, they any maker model, go out there and uh, take care of things. Your friend in the car business. Ward just brought it up there, Aaron. I, I I'm glad uh, I'm glad I heard that. Um, Bobby Bowden passing away is, um, you know, we we lose a little piece of history or kind of a large piece of history in college football, losing Bobby Bowden. You know, there's there's, uh, certain folks like Bear Bryant and Paterno, obviously um, his story changed at the end of 
his career based on the, the scandal that happened. But there are certain play Eddie Robinson being one at Grambling, but that sort of transcend everything. Saban will one day be be this person, and he already is. He's already reached that legendary status. But, uh, Aaron, you, you and I are close to the same age. Uh, it's in, in our lifetime, we feel like Florida State's always been great. And, and when we were growing up, they were. I mean, they, they were starting in the, oh, seven, mid-70s, the 80s. I mean, we, we don't remember a time. Well, lately, Florida State hadn't been great. But for the most part, under Bowden, they were unbelievable. I always thought Bowden, and he, and he won a couple of uh, national championships. But much like Landry, Bowden was just like every single year. He won 10 or more games. Um, what What's hard to believe, some of these schools have always been great and always had great tradition. I mean, Alabama goes back so far. Florida State was really nothing before Bowden got there. Bowden takes over a school that was named, it was like a, at one point I think it was an all-girls school, and then it became, I forget what exactly it was called, so it didn't become Florida State until, let's say, mid to late 60s early 70s and then he gets there he was at West Virginia from like 70 to 75 and then Bowden gets there and we always remember him as kind of the dad gum you know all that he just had a homespun way about him incredible man incredible coach what a legacy uh two of his sons became head coaches um I think three of his sons were in the coaching business but uh Aaron, I just wanted to say a word. I, I just I think that um, we're we're losing sort of, um, and, and he he's of that um, that group. When he was a boy, he was uh, confined. He had some kind of uh, injury, or I, it wasn't polio, but he had something wrong, and he he stayed in bed and read like crazy, and that's what turned him into this huge history buff. So of course, when he was a kid, uh, World War II would have been happening. So that's kind of he became a huge buff in terms of learning about history and all of that. But um, Bobby Bowden, I mean, you think about all the great players that have come out there. Deion Sanders comes to mind. But every linebacker, Bowyer comes to mind. Linebackers, defensive backs, uh, some of the greatest players ever. And before there was really the U, there was Florida State. And he was at one point dominant. He beat Spurrier all the time at Florida. He took care of the U. And he really became, you know, in that in that football craze state, Florida State became. It was all about them. So um, I, I just think, I think it was important, uh, Aaron, that we say a word about uh, losing a giant in college football. Yeah, he definitely deserves to be in that uh, pantheon of of the greatest college coaches of all time that you mentioned. You mentioned quite a few name, quite a quite a few of the names that should be in there and he definitely deserves to be uh mentioned amongst them and you know don't forget he was a couple of wide rights away from winning a couple of more national championships i think that's right and uh, of course uh, jimbo fisher comes from that coaching tree and um and what he's doing at a&m what he did at florida state uh, he he came from Bobby Bowden, and uh, you know you can you can trace the roots, and you can see where that tree has gone. But I think the I think the measure of him, I've been reading things about him, Aaron, and and um, 
he tragically, I, I don't know exactly what year it was. It was either late 80s or, or maybe early 90s or sometime. He lost his grandson and a son-in-law in a, in a tragic car accident. And um, after the game, uh, just a few days after it happened, he w- they were meeting with him down on the field, and he signed the hat he wore that day to coach. And he handed it to one of the sports writers who had just had a, a new grandson. And he said, share this with your grandson. And it just was, I think it spoke to who Bobby was as a person that in that moment he thought of somebody else. And he thought of uh, his relationship with his grandchildren. He had quite a few grandchildren. Uh, but that was a tragic story. That, uh, uh, And I, I just think, uh, man, people from that generation – uh, they're amazing folks, and uh, from a coaching standpoint, it's just amazing to me. I mean, you know, Grant did something like that at Baylor. I mean, you know, Baylor had been out kind of in the wilderness, and, and Bridgers had had a pretty good run, but then things had got turned sour, and then Grant built something at Baylor. And, uh, and Bobby did that at Florida State and turned Florida State into – one of the greatest brands in all of college football. And quite honestly, it even survives now. Um, we, we know how bad they've been recently. But, Aaron, when we hear Florida State, we still think big-time football. We know the current teams have not been good. But when, when you think of Florida State, you cannot think of Florida State without thinking of Bowden. And, uh, and so, anyway, we lost, we lost him, and uh, we had heard he was in, in, in bad shape. But uh, uh, 91 years old, we lost uh, Bobby Bowden, and uh, rest in peace. Um, all right, I thought this was interesting. Aaron, you brought this to my attention, talking some uh, college football. Now, people were wanting to know, okay, what, what, what was being said the other day? What's Dave Aranda? What can he share? And, you know, I think they're just going to be looking for uh, consistency from that quarterback um, room and – he does not want to go into that first week against uh, Texas State with a rotation. He does not want to be going, okay, let's let's get it down to two and let's go back and forth. They want to have a quarterback name. Now, has somebody stepped forward in that room? Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I You know, we're not going to know. I think they're going to hold that pretty close to the vest as long as they can. It, it, it makes the most sense to me because Zeno gives them the most arm, and, 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 he, and he gives them the ability to do the most things. Shapin is more of an off-schedule guy. Gary Bohannon is, is more of a, a, a powerful, big, great uh, athlete who can leave his mark. Um, he's been there a long time. I think he's extremely mature. Uh, I just don't know <clears throat> that they know. I mean, I, I don't I, – right now, they don't know exactly which way they're going to go. So that's going to continue to play out. Um, I think the greatest thing we know about the Baylor team right now is that they are – they've got some depth at the, at, uh, in the secondary, and they are stacked at safety, linebacker, <clears throat> and it, that nose tackle position with, uh, with, with Apu Aika, uh, that, that is a that, – that's something to be excited about. If this team is to do something in this conference, they need the defense to be great, and um, and I think there is a chance for that. And I and I I think the good thing is I don't know between uh, Terrell Bernard and and uh, Jalen Petrie, I have a hard time knowing 
who's the better player. Um, Ike is the same way. I mean, I think all those guys are potential All-Americans. But, Aaron, what, well, the one thing I'll say about Petrie is I think he's become one of the great impact players in America. And I think he's someone who can create and, and cause turnovers on any play. And so what they have to do, what, what he has to learn and what, the co- what Coach Aranda has talked about is him bringing players with him and helping players, bringing them up to his level. He knows his job so well. He is so superb that, um, that, that the next step is becoming the type of leader that can sort of help pull players to him. Now, I like Tejada. I like Kalen Barnes. I like Christian Morgan in that, in that defensive backfield. But, Aaron, I'll just say, you know, the more I dig into this and I'm going to spend some time down there and I'm going to take a peek, there's only a portion of practice that we're allowed to watch. But I like to put my eyes on it and see what I can. Um, you know, the, the, this is going to be a fast I, – I think Baylor is maybe the biggest X factor in the Big 12. Not much is thought of them. And I would say, the I think, preseason they were ranked number eight. Does that sound right to you, Aaron? I think they got the – I think they were ranked eight going into this season. Um, I, I, I think this is a huge X-factor team that can do some things. But early in the season, they need time for that offense to kind of mold together, and that's why the defense may have to carry them early. Yeah, and uh, you know you're uh, you're you're not the only one that thinks that. We uh, on uh, game time Friday we talked to John Warner from the Waco Tribune Herald, and uh, he predicted them to make a bowl this year. So uh, you're not the only one with high with um, expe- high expectations for this Baylor team. Golly, I mean, I I need a moment to gather myself. If how John's was that, out how there was predicting as you were. bowl wins, John, can you? Uh, I mean, it was kind of early in the – what time did you all have him on? Had happy hour already started? You know, honestly, it, it, as, a, as a Baylor fan, when you hear it from someone, John's yeah. been doing it a long time, and, and he is let's very not good call at his, him old. Let's not call him old. I, did, I didn't. I just, many, many I just said he's been doing it for a long time, and uh, he knows it very well. He's going to be around so. by the way. He's, uh, he's turned into a health nut, and he was out climbing like a 14er, he and his wife. Climbed one of those 14er. You know what those are? A four, uh, 14er. You know what those are? No. 14,000 feet. Those things are in, uh, you can find them in Colorado. I think, I think some of them may be out in California. And there's, I don't know. I've got one buddy who, uh, you hear me talk about Cooper Complete sometimes, Aaron, on the air. That's uh, Tyler, Dr. Tyler Cooper. He's now done every 14er. Every 14er in the country. He's, he's climbed. Is that something, Aaron, you'd like to do? I mean, do you see your, you seem like kind of a healthy guy. You like to get out and walk a lot in the neighborhood. Aaron, what neighborhood is that? Where are you? Because, I mean, I'm surrounded by healthy people. Uh, Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President at our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, is always out there running by that Ridgewood Country Club, just all, I mean, constantly out there shirtless. And then, Aaron, you walk five or six miles a day. I'm hoping – just by osmosis, some of this rubs off on me. Yeah, um, I live right in the middle of the city, so I walk okay. uh, very busy streets, so I'm very careful, but uh, it's actually nice. You know, you're, you walk sidewalks, and uh, you get walk signals, and hopefully everybody pays attention, but 
just in case you pay extra attention to everybody else. But it's uh, I enjoy walking in the city. I, I really do. I like this, the uh, sights and sounds, so to speak. When I was at Baylor, there was a guy who walked along the highway and all over Waco, and he was known as the Waver. And he waved at everybody, and you would see him all over town. It was like the waving guy. And, uh, I mean, the guy was, a, I mean, it must have been the healthiest guy, uh, but he was just constant. You would see him all over town. Aaron, you know what I'm talking about? Did I you re- ever see that guy? Yes, I remember him very well. He was a Waco icon, and, man, it was just something about getting that wave that just, if you were having a bad day, it just yeah. made it better. If you were having a good day, it, it made it a little bit better than it was. I mean, it was yeah. it was great to see that guy every time. The waving guy. People remember him on the uh, CNC Collision uh, Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. And, uh, <clears throat> yes, yes, so you'd see him all around team. Now, this was an interesting thing. We're going to talk to uh, talk some Baylor basketball at 340 with Coach Jerome Tang, Baylor's associate head coach. I'm very, I'm very excited about this because this is uh, – Got, got some things to, to visit with him about, um, and uh, we're going to catch up on a couple of items. But um, th- this is something Aaron came across. Now, Aaron, this is teams across the country that are overperforming. They did an analysis of, um, of, of recruiting. Which teams, college football recruiting, which teams are overperforming and which are underperforming? Now, the teams that were overperforming out of this uh, top 300 they examined, I was hoping, boy, Baylor might end up on here. I didn't see us. Um, Penn State overperforming. Notre Dame overperforming. Isn't that interesting? I think it'd be easy to recruit there, but they're overperforming. Rutgers. God, what a mess that program has been. But apparently Shiano has that thing going. Indiana, that does not surprise me because that program's gotten a lot better. Teams that are underperforming college football recruiting wise now i this is really interesting because what they're saying like florida shows up on here it says the gators have recruited well under coach dan mullen but as the class stands right now there are only five espn 300 commitments on board 12 other teams have more listen to this they're tied with usc missouri and ucla and I'll tell you, USC has not recruited worth anything in recent years. Can you believe that? Um, can you believe it would be hard? This is what I don't understand. Maybe it's Clay Helton because they think he's not going to be there much longer. But, Aaron, could you sometime explain to me how, why it would be difficult for a USC to recruit? How in the world should it be difficult to get kids out to USC? Yet there they are. Um, that uh, that they are they are they were considered underperforming in the in in uh, across the country. Yeah, I've vacationed in Southern California twice in my life. I wouldn't live there. I would vacation there any year that I could, and I would definitely go to college there. It should be really easy to recruit to USC with the history, with the location. Yeah. Uh, it, it, but you're right; they haven't. They have been very very underwhelming recruiting. Okay, and then I thought this team had been incredible recently, but they all transfer. What happens is you have so many people transferring right now. Teams that look like they were, had a great trajectory are going the wrong way. Tennessee ends up on this. Listen, Auburn, boy, two 
I mean, Auburn at least has some some history in recent years. Tennessee's been bad for a pretty long time. It looks like Tennessee and Auburn are underperforming. Now, Aaron, this is the list I was looking at. You said you saw A&M and Texas end up on here. I did not see that. Uh, The list I saw, they did two different articles apparently because the one I saw was uh, uh, underperforming – According, as opposed to, as opposed to oh, their not rec- to do with recruiting. Right. You're talking well, about actually on the field. Right. What their performance level is when when you consider their stadium, their resources, their conference, all yeah. that, and they had both Texas and Texas A and M uh, listed uh, in the, among the first five. Little under unfair. I mean, Texas, I get it. Uh, facilities, incredible facilities, brand, huge revenue huge budget, and they haven't lived up to it. We're not breaking news there. The Aggies have gone into the SEC. They finished, um, I mean, basically, what, one spot out of the playoff last year? Um, I, I don't, you know, I think that's pretty harsh on the Aggies. I, I mean, it's, <clears throat> I think the Aggies are headed, I think they got the arrow pointed up right now. I think you're right, but I think it's very, I think it's legitimate. If you take out Johnny Manziel's magical season, they've been, Seven and four, eight and three, and in the Citrus Bowl just about every year, except for last year. Now they've definitely got it turned around with uh, Coach Fisher as far as recruiting and on the field results. But something about. But up until last year, they had they struggled throughout their time in the SEC. Like I said, they had the uh, great year with Manziel, and they still didn't even win the SEC West. Yeah. Yeah, boy, I tell you, you made me think of Spurrier for a second there, what he used to say about Kevin Sumlin when they first got the SEC. He said, he, you'd hear Spurrier, and he'd go, hey, Sumlin, pretty good, pretty good negotiator, pretty good negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Spurrier. All right, um, we do have the associate head coach of the defending, the reigning national champion, Baylor Bear basket, men's basketball team, joins us. Next, and boy, they've been out recruiting big time. He's on with us next. Recently on Game Time. Maybe we need to see what's out there as a veteran quarterback. So, Brent Hundley, he's got a workout plan for this week. He's got another plan for next week. So, there's really, unless you're going to get Colin Kaepernick or something, I mean, you're not, there's nobody out there. So, they're going to stick with the three guys they have, and all three of those guys are terrible, but that's what it is. (laughs) And uh, they're going to stick, that's what it is right now. Game time, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to helmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. 
online. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Both the men's and the women's basketball teams bring home the gold medal as the Olympics come to a close in Tokyo. Cowboys have the next couple of days off after a practice with the Rams on Saturday. They'll get back on the field Wednesday before a preseason game with the Cardinals on Friday. Bobby Bowden, the longtime Florida State football coach who ranks second all-time in Division I wins, has died, the school announced, on Sunday morning. He was 91. Houston Astros have lost two series in a row, dropping their series with the Twins over the weekend, 3-1. Astros have the day off before starting a series with the Rockies tomorrow night. Texas Rangers were swept by the A's over the weekend and have now lost six in a row. Rangers have the day off before they start a series in Seattle with the Mariners tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's uh, Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, joined now by Coach Jerome Tang, associate head coach for the Baylor Bears. And, Jerome, I um, yesterday or Friday I was doing a live show from Heritage Creamery. There's a new location out at Woodway, kind of that Midway uh, administration building right up the hill from it, Ritchie Road in 84, and it made me think of you because they, man, they are baking some like snickerdoodle and chocolate chip cookies to go with their really, really some good ice cream and milkshakes. Um, I think it's a place, uh, Jerome, that you would enjoy taking the family. Man, that's right down the street from my house, too. So uh, uh, I'm going to be very excited about stopping by there. Okay, yeah, that's Heritage Creamery. And uh, I might be able to score you a T-shirt or something. But, uh, yeah, I got the uh, they, – they've really got some good little smoothie or a milkshake or something. They put some Pops Lemonade with blackberry ice cream and really came up with a nice little combo. So we'll, uh, I'll keep you posted on that. Are you, um, are you refreshed? I mean, I, I, you're not a man who does well with time off. You're a guy – you and Scott are grinders. Did you actually – Put the phone down for a little bit and 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 get some vacation here recently. I, I did. I got to set the phone down for a little while, and uh, we we're down at South Padre Island and uh, with the fam. You know, the the it's the only time my kids they work this summer, and Island starts back with school um, this uh, week, and so it's with her senior year and. So we got to squeeze a little bit in, and the best thing about it is I got to take a nap every day. Ooh, really? Now, do you take yeah. power naps, or can you can you go like two or three hours? Well, well, down there I went two or three hours, and it was awesome. It was the, the I'm just telling you, it was it was it was incredible. 
<laughs> so oh, man. I'm I'm glad to hear it. Now do you uh do you get out there now are you Scott's the fisherman, right? That's yeah, that's not yeah. that's not your thing. I got you. You didn't do no, any deep sea no, fishing God, or anything God, like God that. Didn't, God didn't call me to catch fish. He called me to catch men. And so <laughs> Fishers of men, yes, yes. Almost <laughs> sounds biblical, doesn't it? Uh talking to uh Baylor associate head coach Jerome Tang. By the way, uh congratulations. I don't think you can you certainly can't comment on this specific player, but I can say something. You guys just landed a huge commitment. And um, and depending on what service, this could as high as like number two in the whole country, Keontae George. So uh, I'll just say it in general, uh, Jerome. Congratulations, y'all continue. Um, and and again, y'all have always recruited extremely well. But uh, but you know this is a pretty cool deal when you're the defending national champions. And the reason I kind of like this, uh, Jerome, is everybody seems kind of panicked right now. Of, Oh, what what are we going to do? What's going to happen with the conference? But you know what? These kids out there want to be part of a great program, and um, and I think that's what we're seeing. So I um, I was I was very excited to see that. Are y'all sensing that out on the recruiting trail that there's not you know kids are just excited about the the the, the Baylor program, not like oh gosh, who's going to be in the conference in three years? Yeah, you know, kids just kind of care what's going on today and maybe what they're going to do tomorrow. Uh, they're, they're really not thinking three years down the road. And, um, you know, the the West Coast Conference has not hurt Gonzaga with recruiting. And so um, the fact that there might be eight teams in the Big 12 or, you know, we may be switching conferences, that that's really not uh, – a concern for young people right now, you know, and, and what we've told ourselves is we got to control what we can control. We can't control what's going on with, with the, the conference realignment, uh, but we can control what's going on with Baylor basketball today. And so it's just, you know, continuing to sell, um, you know, just what's great about Baylor university and the family that we have here and the culture that we have in our program. And that, you know, we want to be, uh, the first team, I guess, uh, west of the Mississippi uh, to, to win two national championships. And uh, so we're, um, you know, in, the, in this modern time uh, of the tournament, uh, we, we want to do that. So that's what uh, we're focused on. And, uh, and you know, kids, they, that resonates with them. Do people stop you at the beach? Do they recognize you? Um... <laughs> Even more now from all your uh, national TV appearances during the Final Four, or or like when you have your, uh, do you do you have some championship gear on? Sometimes do you find when you have that stuff on, folks are uh, folks are uh, stopping you more than uh, more than they used to. Uh, you know what? Not not really. It's like you know. I mean, what what really what it does it really humbles you um, because you're out there and our world is college basketball and like we think that everybody should know about what's going on in our world but there's so much more that's going on out there and so you know you're walking on the beach and you're you're going to restaurants you're going to places and and people are focused on a lot of other things and so it really makes you kind of sit back and realize that you know um, although it's important to me it's not important to everybody else and What's really important is how we treat each other and how, how do we care about each other and how we help each other live a better life. And so, um, 
I mean, even in the basketball world, Coach Brooks posted the other day, he went to a tournament, we're out recruiting, and we go to the tournament to pay for our coach's packet, and he walks up to the table, and the guy says, what school are you with? And he says, Baylor University, and the guy says, are y'all Division One or Division Two? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it's just, and this is a guy in a basketball environment working in a, uh, a you know, a, a summer basketball tournament. And, you know, he didn't know that we had just won a national championship. And so uh, it just kind of puts you in your place. God has a funny way of humbling you and making you, you know, realize that, man, uh, there, there's more to this life than just what we do. It almost seems like something uh, another coach did, you know, like a prank or something. <laughs> Ask them if they're division one or two. I'm sorry. You should not be working in a basketball environment if that's your question of Baylor. But uh, that's just one man's opinion. Now, um, I, I'm I'm so excited about this Ish Wainwright news. Ends up at Toronto, uh, the same place where Freddie Gillespie is on a uh, on a two year deal. I mean, how cool is that? A guy who uh, played some football after he was done, been playing some overseas. I mean, he was a glue guy for y'all. I don't think he ever scored even six points per game. You know, he 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 was kind of a a dirty work type player for you. I mean, how cool is that to see Ish get his opportunity in the NBA, being whatever it is, like three or four years removed from playing for you guys? No, that it, it's I'm so happy for Ishmael Wainwright. He's arguably one of the three best leaders we've ever had in this program and, um, you know, one of the best teammates that you'd ever want to be around. Just, just a tremendous young man. He, he cared about his, his teammates. He loved Baylor university. He treated everyone. Um, I mean, with the utmost respect and, uh, the thing that Ishmael had to improve on was his shooting. And with the modern game of, of NBA basketball where there are pretty much four guards out there on the floor and you need guys who can be interchangeable and guard multiple positions. You know, in college, he guarded the one through the five and he's gone overseas and in his three years there, he's really improved his shooting. And, you know, he's always been a great passer. He's always had a great feel for the game. He's always been a great defender and rebounder. And, and he showed that, you know, his offensive skills, you know, in an open court with those wide shoulders and long arms that he could make some plays. And now he's hitting the corner three. And uh, I think a lot of guys owe P.J. Tucker uh, a big thank you because him winning the championship with Milwaukee this year and, and not shooting the ball, but just being a great defender and teammate. It's uh, other people want that type of a guy. And Ish fits that role. Um, you know, Tory Hunter with the Phoenix Suns fits that role, you know, um, and so it's it's exciting, man. It's just exciting that, you know, the success of the other Baylor players um, make the NBA want guys who are high character, who understand playing a role, who've been coached well and understand the team concept of things. And uh, so it's it's a it's a whole lot of fun. man. we're so excited right now for, for all those guys. Yeah, it is fun to watch him. Jerome Tang, associate head coach for Baylor Men's Basketball, joining us the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Um, watching some of these uh, summer league games, uh, Maceo, 
you know, he's just a scoring dude. And I, I knew <laughs> through the process people were going to break down his shot because it's unorthodox. But he's already, you know, he's scoring like crazy because that's what he does. And yeah. um, what, what about, we, we know, you know, Davion going to Sacramento, he's going to get, and that's an interesting place for him to be because they have two other guards that handle the ball a lot. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But we have high hopes for all these guys. But what about Maceo and Jared? What do you think about that fit? Now, you know I'm a huge Jazz fan. Uh, Baylor has a lot of connections there. And it's a, Quinn's a great coach. But um, what, what, what did you think? I mean, obviously, Jared fell, fell longer than we thought he was. It probably was the red flag with a medical condition. But what do you think about the, the, that fit for those two Baylor guards? Well, first of all, um, the Jazz had Jared, I think, in their top five. And I, I want to say he's number two analytically on the chart, that they, all the metrics that are important to them, they had him as a number two player. Okay, uh, they deemed him a mid-first round type draft pick. Did not think he would be around with the 30th pick that they had, so they traded that pick early. And then when he was around, they were kicking themselves, but it worked out great for him because they were able to obtain the 40th pick and he was still around. And so it was a great deal for the Utah Jazz, but it's also a great deal for Jared because he's with a team that valued him higher than where they drafted him. So they're going to take care of him. And then he becomes a free agent in two years now because he's a second-round pick. So he doesn't have to be under the, the five-year with the fifth-year being the team option thing. He's got two years, and then he can renegotiate his contract again. And with Jared Butler, given the opportunity to be on the basketball floor, he is going to be productive. And, I mean, he – he could be as productive for the Jazz as Sam Cassell was for the Houston Rockets as a rookie. And I don't know if you remember that season, but, you know, the Rockets won the championship Sam's rookie year, and he was on the floor in big minutes at the end of the game making big shots because he had that poise, that demeanor, that confidence, and just shot-making ability. And, and Jared Butler has all those things with that championship pedigree. And then... When you talk about Macy Teague, you know, people are concerned about his shot. Can he get it off? Well, you saw in the second game, you know, he goes for 26. And in the mm-hmm. third game, he gets off 21 shots. Now, it's not, it's not easy to get shots off in an NBA game because there's a defense there. You know, so there's a lot of dudes that can't even get 10 shots up. And Macy was able to get up 21 because he just has the ability to create space to get his shot off, whether it's from the three-point line, the mid-range, or at the rim. And he's – Macy Teague is going to score regardless of where he's at, given the opportunity. And I've never seen him have two bad halves in a game. Right? He might have a bad first half, he'll have a bad, he'll have a good second half. You know, if he has a bad second half one game, he'll have a good first half the next because he's constantly working on his game. And there are just some guys who can put it in the hole – and and he's one of them. And so uh, we're, we are excited for both of them to be in the NBA, to be with the Utah Jazz, and, and just being given an opportunity to um, pursue their dreams. I tell you, he, he brings back memories. It, there's an old-school nature to it in that 17 feet 
he'll be 60 or 70 feet and go off the glass. And, and it's beautiful. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, some yeah. guys do that, and you're like, they didn't mean to do that. He means it, and uh, Duncan could do it. Dirk could do it. Uh, only a few guys use that glass, and, boy, he uses every trick. Well, we got to run, but, Jerome, I, could, I, I love visiting with you, and uh, we need to. We need to make this a regular thing, man. It's always fun, and uh, it's great catching up with you. I really appreciate it. Well, man, it's my pleasure. Thank you for what you do for uh, sports in the state of Texas, but particularly how you love the Baylor Bears, man. We're so proud of you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. It is Jerome Tang, associate head coach of Baylor Men's Basketball. We're very, very fortunate to to keep him uh, and uh, and to still have him here because he – is going to make an incredible head coach. But for now, let's just hold on to him as long as we can. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas Game Time. Coming up next with Tom Barfield. That will take you all the way till 6 o'clock. Remember, I will be at the Baylor Club tomorrow. Drop by and see us. John Morris at 2, Mosley at 3. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Recently on the John Moore Show. We welcome in now Will London from Waco High from Baylor University and a U.S. Olympian, John Morris, along with Jerry Hill. And, Jerry, we're in the uh, presence of greatness here with an Olympian in Will London. Yeah, and first, uh, apparently first Olympian ever from Waco. I know you've talked about that a little bit, but how big a deal is that for you being the first from your hometown to ever make it to the Olympics? Uh, I didn't even know I was the first one until, like, people said it. But I guess it's just from, you know, being around at Baylor for so long, and I've seen Jeremy, Michael Johnson, those people. So I guess when they've been around so long, you kind of forget that they're not exactly from Waco. <laughs> but uh, it's exciting to know that I'm the first Olympian from Waco. You know, I, it was a great feeling, and I'm glad I get to uh, experience it and the people around me can too. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. Hey, football.